Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. It's Mark Joseph Bennett, and uh, I'm in I'm in my recording studio, which is my Volvo. And I uh, I normally I go in front facing into the parking garage. I got beeping here. What the hell is going on? The CIA is listening in. Oh, which reminds me. Uh, I'll tell you, finish the thing about the Volvo in a second. Already, he's already off track, ladies and gentlemen. But the uh, I, I was saying last podcast that I'm going to be streaming the basketball game because I don't have TSN. And goddamn, I was streaming it, which is legal in Canada. And uh, it's a gray area, but watching things on your computer, streaming, there's, that that's fine. You can't pirate bay. You know, you can't do the dot torrents or dot tor, whatever the hell the people, the kids are doing these days. You can't do the lime wire, you know, but you can stream it. But it turns out the fucking game was on ABC. So I have that channel. So here I'm watching like a stream that keeps getting interrupted every like 30 seconds with ads and shit, low quality. And I'm zipping it to my Apple TV so I can watch it. And uh, it's fucking... It's cutting out all the time, and I keep reloading. I'm like, well, small price to pay. At least I get to watch it. And I had the goddamn channel. At least I figured it out halfway through the game. Didn't make the same mistake tonight. Tonight I'm taping the game, and I'm going to go upstairs and enjoy it with a cold brew, even though I've already had one beer today. And I don't like it. I don't like having a beer, an unscheduled beer, because I'm fat. I'm, I'm, I'm getting very fat around the midsection and yes it's still skinny fat you look at my face and you're like hey that guy's super skinny and then you look at my my spare tire and you're like gross just gross by the way my son uh 21 months old today uh, not today but 21 21 months old he is and uh today he he was eating a piece of um i don't know what it was it was something he liked, actually. It was it was chicken fingers, but it was, you know, soy chicken fingers because we don't do the meat. And um, he took a bite, and he, he was loving them at first, but then when we reheated them and he took a bite, he just went, gross, and he put it down. It was just gross. Didn't even know, like, the shit that they know and you don't know they know. Like, he not just able to say the word, full concept, total grasp of what gross is. And yes... Yes, reheated, rubbery soy is gross. I grant you that. Anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Right. So, the the unscheduled beer, I was we were at a kid's birthday party today. And so, it's, you know, I don't know anybody there. I don't want to be there. You know? Why would I want to be there? Instead, I, I could have gone to the gym... And worked on my spare tire, you know, trying to deflate that fucker. But no, no. Let's go to a kid's birthday party. And uh, someone will give me a Stella Artois, which is a fine beer. Nothing wrong with it, you know. Uh, It's Belgium. I always thought it was France, you know, because the way they do the commercials. I feel it's misleading. They pretend like it's a fancy France beer. And I know, I know they can speak French in Belgium, but I'm just saying. So it's not going to stop me from having another beer of my own choosing this evening while I watch the ball game, even though I will feel extra guilty 
due to the fatness that is occurring. Anyway, I'm in the back of the Volvo. Normally, I go in front-facing into the parking spot. And then it has the tinted back windows, which is one of the great fringe benefits of this family car. That they they keep the back windows and the back uh, windshield tinted. Because, you know, so that you don't sunburn your little toddlers who are strapped down into the seat. So I was using that as a cover, camouflage, so people can't see me recording my podcast in my car in my apartment building's garage, because that's weird. All right? But today I went in backwards. So, you know, I, was, I backed into the space. And I figured this is even better, right? Because now I'm in the tinted windows, and then I'm way back. Nobody, nobody can suspect it. You, you, you'll never notice me walking past. But here's the thing. Somebody walked past as I was setting up. Got the earphones on. I got the microphone up. And this, this dude is walking past. And he just looks right at me. Because he looked through the front windshield. There's no tint there. So I'm totally exposed. And I'm naked. I'm doubly exposed. I always do my podcast naked. I do. I feel like doing them naked. I'll tell you why. Because I don't turn on the car. I did it last podcast. I turned on the car because I was, I was dying. But not this podcast. It's, it's about 25 degrees in here. Yeah, it's a little humid, but I can take it. I can take it. Not going to spend more money. Giving more money to the man. No, thank you. Anyway, we're at the kid's birthday party uh, today. And I, I'm going to talk a little politics. All right? We weren't talking the politics at the birthday party. You don't go to a kid's birthday party just spouting your mouth off about politics. Bad idea. We talked about real estate, and everybody was in agreement. See, the people we were hanging out with, their, their kid, it was their birthday, their kid's birthday, and he, they're going to move to Montreal, and they're trying to buy a house in Montreal, and now it is difficult to buy a house in Montreal because the market there is getting snapped up because Toronto and, and B.C., you know, you can't buy a house in any of those two places. So people are just moving their money. Well, they're sometimes they're just moving themselves. They're like, this place is too fucking expensive. And they just go off over to goddamn Ottawa or Montreal right now. Those are two hot markets. So now me and my wife are, after waiting patiently, sitting around, saving our money. And yes, except for the Volvo, okay, and it's premium gasoline. I know we're spending money on that. But you know what, guys? Sometimes you need nice things. All right? Once in a while, you get something nice. We go on a lot of long road trips. Okay? I want to do a podcast with tinted windows. Is it too much to ask? Yes, it's a few extra hundred dollars a month that we weren't paying when we had the beautiful little Prius. But we are driving around in some luxury. And like, I, like I've mentioned on, on old, older podcasts, I, uh, I like the luxury of the Volvo because it's not in your face. You know, it's not an Audi or a BMW. People don't see you driving down the road and you're like, oh, what a douchebag driving his Volvo like he's the king of the world. Nobody thinks of that. Everyone's like, oh, Volvo, very. That's a nice, safe car. Well chosen, mature adult. I bet he has a sensible haircut. And I do. It's only sensible because my hairline has gotten a little too high. And my hair is thinned out a little too much in terms of in terms of like the gray. Like I used to have kind of wavy hair when it would grow out. It'd be a bit wavy, a little like a surfer dude. And I didn't really know that 
until I got into my mid-20s because I'd never grown my hair out. I was a conservative child, you know? I, uh, I shouldn't say conservative. I should say reserved. I was a reserved person. Sure, I was always the class clown trying to make everybody laugh. That's just because I was insecure. I needed to be loved. Still am. It's, uh, so I, I'm, a, I'm a reserved, insecure individual. And I would always have the most sensible haircuts that you could get. Plus, I was in small-town Newfoundland. You know, I would, the, the hairdressers we were going to, are they, are they called hairdressers anywhere else but, but Newfoundland? Newfoundland has some odd sayings. Like we call, um, we call dinner supper, and we call lunch dinner. So it's breakfast, dinner, supper. And my wife rags on about that because I get it wrong every time in her. Hear that? Wrong. No, my interpretation can't be right. No, I'm wrong. Anyway, I probably am wrong because I doubt many other places call it that. But didn't the Bible, didn't Jesus always say, hey, let's sup? Let's sup together? We'll have, we'll have some fucking supper, Jesus would say. Hey, cook up the little scarf. Never been a fucking supper. Get in here, your potatoes are getting cold. Right? I like that. I feel like I should do that as a bit. Je- Jesus screaming about cold potatoes and supper. Maybe it, maybe it feels more like a sketch, like a YouTube sketch. Newfie Jesus. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm going to go viral with Newfie Jesus. It's going to be great. That's not a bad idea. Because it makes me giggle. And I am in to the electronics yet again. I'm not, I haven't bought anything new. I, well, I bought a couple of things. All right. I, but they were small things. They're like um, batteries for my cameras. Just so that when I run out of one battery, I can slap another battery back in there. Instead of having to wait for like four hours to charge. That makes sense, right? It's only, it's only a few bucks. And I got another little, uh, what, whatchamacallit, uh, tripod. A little baby tripod for my iPhone. And um, I just, I got away from making the YouTube videos for a while. But now I'm just back into, I just, I just love that you can do so much. You know, I still plan to get up at 6 a.m. and like try to shoot a video during the day. And then, uh, and then then when Sam wakes up, you know, spend the day taking care of him. But that's, it's a tough, that's a tough haul for me getting up at 6 a.m. Especially, and then I, I even have dreams of going to the gym, which I did. I went to the gym, uh, twice. Uh, in the last two days, I didn't go today because we had to go to the goddamn birthday party, make my gut fatter. But I'm so sore, I could probably take the day off. Jesus Christ! And uh, I also like making the videos for for the Instagram. Check out my Instagram, everybody. Mark Bennett Comic. That's my. It's just one word. That's my Instagram. Follow me, and I'll follow you. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I already follow you. I don't know who's listening. And uh, I like to do those videos. I just did one where I was talking about going for it at the gym. I did a silly little video, and uh, my my son was watching me do the video. And you never feel more foolish than when your 21-month-old toddler is looking at you like you're an idiot, you know? But I'm like, this is how your dad makes money. Deal with it. Your father is a human reject, all right? He is a societal outlier, and not in one of those special kind of ways. He he got pushed out 
He didn't, he's not Elon Musk. He didn't choose to go out. Oh, hey, I don't know if I brought this up on on the podcast that I should have brought it up on, so I'm going to bring it up right now. And uh, Because, hey, I have nothing written down for this podcast. So whatever the brain is thinking, that's where we're going on this particular podcast. Uh, and I know I was talking about the, the videos and shooting the videos, and maybe I'll get back to that, but really, who gives a shit? Bottom line is, oh, I did want to, yeah, I'll get back to that, because I want to talk about how buying things for yourself can make you happy. And I know that sounds uh, contradictory, but it's true. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit in a second. Um, but what I will say is that before I forget, talking about Elon Musk... All right, when me and Sarah went to a wedding a few podcasts ago, longest fucking wedding in the world, all right? Uh, it was so long. Anyway, one of the guys that we were there with, he just, he, he, he works for Tesla, but not like sort of works for Tesla. He was recruited from Montreal. My, my wife went to school with him, all right? And, uh, he is, he's like, he was like in charge of the fucking, uh, the transport truck. You know, the transport truck they just came out with? That's revolutionizing the transport industry. He was like the guy who did that. He talks to Musk, he talks to him on a daily basis. Hey, what do you think we should do, Elon? And he's like, well, I'll tell you, Francois, or whatever the fuck his name is, because I didn't bother to learn his name. No, I did learn it. I just forgot. I have forgotten his name. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's not Francois, is it? I don't think so. Anyway, whatever it is, uh, here, here's, here's the thing about him is, um, my wife said, now you can take this with a grain of salt because she's a bullshitter. She's probably a total bullshitter. The truth is I've never known her to be a bullshitter. Um, and she said this guy had a huge crush on her in, uh, in high school. Now, maybe she was just saying that to get my goat. I don't know. But it certainly seemed possible. You know, they, they, they were very friendly. He did say that Sarah was very beautiful, even more beautiful than she was in high school. And I told him, yeah, it's because she's with me. So she got her style game in order, son. She, she can't be all high school hot. No, sir, not when she's with a real baller like myself. She got to step that shit up. She got to get on that Stairmaster, tighten up that patang, you know? Anyway, uh, he was saying Lucien, or whatever the fuck his name was. Is it Lucien? No. Anyway, we were, we were asking him, how come? Because we want a Tesla, all right? And, uh, and there are tests that the, the Model 3 or whatever, it's, it's moderately affordable. It's like 45 grand Canadian. And if you factor in no gas, I mean, it's way cheaper than the Volvo we have right now. I'll tell you that much, especially with $100 a fill-up. So um, I mean, what I'm saying is, think about how bad my wife fucked up, right? If it's true, if it's true that... He had a huge crush on her. She could be with the guy who is Elon Musk's right-hand man. And instead, she is with a dude who is sitting in the back seat of a car screaming into a microphone. 
I'm just saying, obviously she made the wrong choice. But hey, you know, what what am I going to do about it? I'm not going to throw myself under the bus. I'm not going to be like, well, you know what? Here is her hand, sir. Take it. Gerard Depardieu, just, she's yours now. No. I mean, I probably, I could have done that before we had a kid. But no, you're not going anywhere. I'm not raising this kid alone. You stay here. You leave Jacques alone. But we were asking him, you know. You guys, you guys got to work on the battery, man. Like, we want this Tesla, but we can't get it because of our building doesn't have the, the, the wiring. So we would have to get special wiring put in. It costs a ton of money. The, the, the building management has to approve it. You know, and then they have to try to find a way to charge you every month for the electricity you use. It's a whole fucking rigmarole. So we don't have a Tesla right now, you know? And here's the thing. I'll say this about old... Lucien, is that he was saying, because uh, I, so I, I'm explaining to him that we'd love a Tesla, right? Thinking maybe he could give us one. He probably, maybe he has like a, f- few, vou- a few vouchers, right, for, for Teslas. They never do, though, you know. It's like people who work at Apple. You, you, they get a discount. But they, they don't even get like uh, the wholesale price. They just get a small discount. Companies like that, you know, fucking Tesla and, and Apple and shit, they're not, you don't just work for them and get free shit. No, sir. But anyway, I'm telling the guy, hey, uh, we wanted to get a Tesla, but we just couldn't because, and then he finished my sentence with, yeah, they're really expensive. And I'm like, you know what, buddy? This is why you couldn't get my wife, all right? Because you make too many assumptions. You're being a douche. And look, I'm not saying they're not expensive. But don't just go assuming that we don't have the money. Sure, we don't. But you don't have to know that. You know? Maybe I'm Bill Gates' right-hand man. You don't fucking know. Maybe Bill Gates is like, hey, I need to build a new irrigation system in uh, sub-Saharan Africa. And I need some entertainment. While this is happening, Mark, could you sit next to me and crack some jokes? And then maybe give, you, give me a little advice about how to irrigate the, these dry soil systems. I could, I could help them out. My point is, don't just assume. All right? Beaujolais? You can't fucking... Anyway. But it is cool. Doing the, here, I was thinking about it. And I was talking to a friend of mine who, he was an engineer, and then he became a, uh, a stand-up comedian. And he was saying that, you know, engineering was pretty boring, and he wanted to do stand-up comedy. And I said, I tell you what, buddy, because I'm a few years older than him. I'm like, you, you go ahead. Pursue your dream. You go right ahead. But uh, it's funny how perspective changes. Like, when I was young, all right, my brother was always a straight edge. He was always uh, going to go get a, get a good job. He was going to be a corporate lawyer. That was his original dream. And uh, then he settled on being a chartered accountant. And he's done well for himself. You know, he's a partner and in some fucking firm. And uh, he's got a pool. That counts for something, right? 
And I'm always like, I don't need that shit, all right? I am my own man. I am going to just live on the fringe of society, and then I'm going to swoop in and lead society. I'm going to do something important. I'm doing art, man. I am changing things, buddy. I am making people think. I am making people evaluate. Oh, I'm changing the world for the better. That was my plan. And so the idea of trying to do engineering, which my parents suggested to me when I was in university, and I perhaps could have done it. I had I had good grades going into university. I had good grades in university. You know, not a genius, but, you know, you don't have to be a genius to get into fucking some of these schools, right? Maybe I could have gone to, like, uh, I don't know, some small town engineering program. I could do it. But I was like, no, I'm an artiste, a height, and I, I'm going to make a difference. Now, here we are, 20 years later. And occasionally some of my poo jokes are heard on XM Satellite Radio. And this boring old engineer is fucking next to Elon Musk changing society. You know what I mean? It's funny how the world works out. Oh, my wife screwed up. Man, did she ever screw up. Anyway, happiness and purchasing things. I'm actually doing, I'm not doing a bad job of uh, remembering what I wanted to say. I shouldn't, I shouldn't jinx it though. Shouldn't jinx that shit. I, uh, oh, and I should tell you too. My father was asking me about my podcast the other day. Yeah, I'm enjoying your podcast. Listening to, that's how he talks. Listen to the old podcast, enjoying them. And then he said, uh, do you think maybe they could be shorter? <laughs> which, which I, I respect. Who wants to listen to me for more than a few minutes at a time? But, uh, well, no dad who is probably listening, unless he's bullshitting me about that. I, I'm sticking to, I'm consistent, all right? I'm not just going to start doing five-minute podcasts just so you can listen to it on your way out to coffee and then be done with it and then say you did your duty. I listened to your son, Christ, all right? Somebody is supporting you. 45 minutes for my regular, my Sunday night podcast, which I will air Sunday night, maybe on Monday morning. And then the Thursday, I do 30 minutes. This is this is the the schedule I'm on. And I'm gonna stick to it. Anyway, buying things. See that? I almost did literally forget what I was talking about. Because I went off on a fucking tangent. But um I was reading this thing about happiness. Hey, you know what? It's related. It's related to all this shit I'm talking about with the money. And it was those studies about what's the optimum level of money for happiness. Now, a lot of people, they know this. This came out a few years ago. And they say $75,000 is what you need. If you make $75,000, if you make more than that, you're not going to get much happier. But if you make less than that, then you're you're not as happy as you would be if you made 75. So they're saying money doesn't buy you happiness, but 75 grand... It makes life pretty good. And so 
I was reading of it to go to see, you know, what the ins and outs of that were. And they were saying that it's actually 95000 per person. This is U.S., by the way, so that's probably a little bit more ca- Canadian. They say in North America, but yeah, we have we have a different dollar. Any hoozles. Um, 95000 they say, is best, is the optimum level for, like, uh, long-term goal planning, uh, introspection, et cetera, et cetera. But they say once you start getting more than 95 grand, you start having peer-to-peer comparisons. You start trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, it, it can lead to actual unhappiness. So, um, you know. I don't know what that means for you. But for us, and I was also is thinking, is that is that family income or just... Uh, Per person. Because if it's per person, then, man, I could be a lot happier. I could, I could be much happier. But I don't know. That would entail, you know, working harder. And that's not what, that's not what my life is about. My life is about hanging out with my boy and making as little money as humanly possible so that when I go to weddings... I can feel like I'm failing my wife. That's what my life is about. No, I really don't feel like that. Because if I did, I wouldn't be talking about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's all uh, people in the arts or if it's just comedians or whatever. But we have this fucking arrogance, you know. We're not arrogant people. We're, we're just arrogant with our choices. Going, no, I am doing this. And if you don't do this, I don't give a shit. It's like, yeah, but I make tons of money. And Elon Musk sucks my dick every day. I'm like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. You know, it's just, there's something about, sure, maybe I don't do this on a level where, you know, I'm best buds with Jerry Seinfeld and everybody in America knows my name. Maybe that, maybe I don't do it like that. And maybe I never will. But, you know, this is what I chose to do, and it's not that easy to do, and the rewards are terrible, which means, in some way, shape, or form, I'm doing it for the right reasons, right? Anyway, buying things. I was re- This is more part of the happiness uh, thing I was reading, and saying, what, what's the best way to spend your money? Because not just making a certain amount of money is good for you, but spending... The money the right way is good for you. So they say spend money on experiences, not material things, which kind of goes against the way I like to do things. I don't like doing shit, but I do like getting shit. But I do recognize that it probably doesn't make you happier. Although the things I get make me very happy because I like to get things where I can make things, you know? Sometimes I think I do comedy just so I can use the gadgets that I buy to uh for a purpose you know what i mean if i was buying these nice video cameras and and sound equipment and microphones and shit and not doing anything with them or just recording like my daily life i I feel like it would be a waste but when i'm recording my comedy cds you know i'm doing youtube videos about being a stand-up comic making silly videos for instagram you know trying to get more people to watch my comedy it all it just it you know it's symbiotic I, I enjoy that shit. But anyway, they say experiences. Going on trips, 
things like that, which makes sense. And it's true. Some of my better memories are my trips, not my good trips, my bad trips. Oh, fuck's sakes. You're spending all that money and you hated your trip. That's the worst. But like me and my wife went over to uh, Cambodia, Laos and Vietnam, like a like a long trip, like a three week trip with uh, uh, two friends of ours. And it just went so well. And Sarah was pregnant with Sam and we uh, none of like we had a lot of trouble getting the kid. So we didn't think this pregnancy was going to happen. And we were on this trip and Sarah's having all kinds of problems and she was sick and shit. And uh, and yet Sam he stayed healthy and stayed alive and, and, and he came out. So now so the trip was even it, it just that was like the, the old cherry on top. It was this wonderful trip that we weren't sure we should take because since Sarah it was so precarious, we thought whether or not she was going to have this pregnancy last. We thought maybe we should just stay home, but we'd already booked this fancy trip and we had spent the money and a lot of it was non-refundable. Plus, when were we ever going to go for a three-week trip again and we would have had to cancel on our friends? So we went and it was fucking great. It was just great. I did stand-up comedy in Vietnam, in uh, Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon. For those of you from the from the 80s, Saigon. But uh, they call it Ho Chi Minh now. Any hoozles. Uh, which reminds me. That just reminds me of a bit I heard on XM Satellite Radio. I, guys, all right, I'm a perfectionist. I am a, and I know I said I was going to talk about politics, but don't worry. It's very uninteresting. So why am I even teasing you with the uninteresting thing? Now, you know what? It is interesting. So I will finish this point about the XM. So listen to XM radio and they just, the comedy stuff that they've put on, you know, some of it's great and some of it is not. And it just, it makes me hate myself so much because I had a CD ready to go since probably 2010. And then back then there were so few people with, with comedy albums being played on satellite radio. And the guy who runs the comedy station, he was asking me for the for the CD. We go way back, me and that guy. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it as soon as I'm ready. And I just kept going, ah, it's not good enough. It's not ready. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it next year. Not good enough. Not ready. And then finally fucking the guy I went on the Cambodia trip with, he was a comedian. And he was like, you idiot. Do you know how much money you're losing? And uh, so I did the CD. And now they're playing it. And I haven't even received my first check yet. But I'm just listening to the glut of Canadian comedy that's coming through those speakers in the new Volvo. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've missed out. I've missed out on Tesla money for the last eight years. Oh, for fuck. Like, I, I could have probably a Tesla. And instead, I mean, sure, this car's lovely. But what I mean is, when I'm talking to old Francois, I could have been, I could have just taken a wad of cash out of my out of my pocket. And I'm like, oh, yeah? You got that uh, Elon Musk money? Boom, look at this. That's that XM money, baby. What do you say about that, bitch? Instead, don't have anything. You know? Any hoozles. So the last thing I'll say about the purchasing of happiness 
is they say that, oh, well, there's two more things. Because they say you should buy things for other people because, yes, you know, giving is better than receiving. So if you do things to help people out, if you use your money to benefit others, then you feel good about yourself. And uh, that's just fact. And I should be doing that, you know. When I start getting this XM money coming in, man. But it's true, though. Like, even these stupid YouTube videos I'm doing, you know, or this podcast, or even comedy in general, if anybody ever says that it helped them out in some way, it, it makes you feel like a fucking million dollars, you know? People saying, I went through a bad time. I've, I've had guys talk to me about, you know, being at uh, at war. And they say, and what gets me through is listening to comedy. Or when I'm really down, I turn on some stand-up comedy. Or I come to see some live comedy. And I just want to thank you for that shit. And like you're listening going, fucking really? I'm just, I am telling wet fart jokes up here. And I'm helping you? Well, God damn it, I'm amazing. Jesus H. Christ. And the last... Uh, way to be happy is you can buy yourself things. And that is what I'm talking about. Buy yourself things. Now, you are you were singing my tune article. And they were saying, but here's how you buy them. You anticipate. Don't buy it right away. Don't be a premature buyer. Don't go splooshing your money all over your Amazon.ca account. What you want to do is plan. So... And they say that the joy you get from buying something a little bit later uh, is often better because you you have this free anticipation joy going, I know I'm going to purchase that thing. And so you do a little research. What's the thing you want? You know, you decide when you're going to go get it. And then and then you make an informed purchase decision. Don't do it on impulse. So that that helps you. Also, it doesn't have to be that expensive. It just has to be frequent. So what they're saying is, if you like buying your th- buying yourself things, like I do, it's best to buy smaller things more frequently than one large big ticket item. And I totally get that. Like just those, having that little tripod coming in the mail and, and the, the batteries for cameras I already have, you know, this, it just... It's these little pick-me-ups. I, I equate it a little bit to magazines. Just hear me out. So when my brother, he used to get subscriptions to Muscle and Fitness and Flex Magazine. And um, when I was weight training, when I was young, like when these magazines showed up, they just fucking, it lit the fire again. And so every month, you'd have this, like, Huge, like, hey, look, I got the I got the Flex magazine. Oh, look at this guy. He looks like a fucking steroid monkey. Holy shit. Look at the veins in his forehead. I need veins in my forehead like that. And then you go work out. You know, so you have these little fucking, uh, these little pick-me-ups. And that's why, that's a, so all this camera gear and, and these these electronics I like to buy. I find that's what it's like. You know, it, it always gives me a kick in the pants to want to create. And guys, you know, isn't that the best excuse to spend money so that I can create and make the world a better place and to contribute way more than that asshole from Tesla? You know?
So bo- politics. How, what, what's our fucking time here? On the, I should stop swearing because, again, my nephews listen to this. 36 minutes. Guys, all the time is flying. It's flying over here. Here's what I'm going to say about politics. All right. The, the, I'm going to talk about the Ontario provincial election. And yes, you guys listening in Moscow, this applies to you. It does. These are, I'm, I'm going to talk about a universal thing about politics. And that is, okay, so listen to this, if you will. All right, we have um, one right-wing candidate, so it's for the Ontario, the Ontario PCs, the Progressive Conservatives. So he's right-wing, and his name is Doug Ford. Then we have the incumbent. She's liberal. She's left. That's Kathleen Wynne. She's already in there. Everyone hates her guts. Then we have the NDP, all right? The New Democratic Party. They are also left. They are further left, generally speaking, than the liberals. They're our third party. So we have one right and two left. And since no one likes Kathleen Wynne and her liberals right now, we know they're going to lose. So everybody, of course, who is left-leaning is thinking, we'll vote NDP because we'll get them in and instead of having the right-wing conservatives go in. And listen to this. So Kathleen Wynne, of the liberals, she admits they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. And the way uh, Canada works is we elect the premier of our province, the leader of our province, we elect him or her by electing people in the ridings. All right? So we elect... So in our district, we we live in the St. Paul district. So we would elect the MPP, uh, the member of parliament, the provincial member of parliament. We would elect that person. And whatever. so if we wanted the Kathleen Wynne, the liberal to win, we'd vote for the liberal person in our riding. You guys, you probably have, you know, depending on where you are in the world, you may have similar election standards. So in our riding, there is a liberal, a PC, uh, and an NDP. And uh, so now we're all thinking, let's vote NDP. We're all thinking, because we're all left-wingers, more or less, you know? the um, Especially in this area. So Kathleen Wynne comes out, and she says that although she has no chance in hell of winning, what she wants to do is... Let's elect as many liberals as possible in the ridings, because even though we won't form the government, we if we elect enough liberals, whichever guy gets in the PCs or the NDPs, they'll have a minority government and we won't they won't be uh, they won't be able to just run buckshot wild with their policies, which we don't agree with. All right. And a lot of people are like, that's weird. A, she's admitting she's going to lose the election, all right? And B, you know, a lot of her policies, a lot of the liberal policies, they line up with the NDP. Why would, if she knew she wasn't going to win, why would she not at least say nothing or throw her support maybe behind the NDP? People's who, who, people who have the same values as she does, at least close to the same values. And this fucking professor, he publishes an article 
where, or he was interviewed, I don't fucking know, and he was saying that this is a very conniving strategy. You see, the NDP, they are not a viable party. They haven't been, they, they basically, they got in, they led the province one time in uh, 1990 to 92, Bob Ray and the NDP. And uh, it was a clusterfuck. They, we, had, we had a big recession in Canada. Ontario was hit very hard. Anyway, a bunch of shit went down. No one ever forgave the NDP. It wasn't all their fault. A lot of it wasn't their fault. But uh, people didn't like them. And so it was like a moratorium on the NDP. Nobody has voted the NDP to lead the province of Ontario since that one time, you know, a long goddamn time ago. What is that, 20, 26 years ago? So anyway, um, if Kathleen, so the professor was saying that what Kathleen Wynne is doing is basically giving the PCs the election the right-wingers, the election. Because if she accomplishes anything, if she gets people to vote for a few liberals, that's going to split the left vote between the two lefty parties, and which will pretty much guarantee the right-wing PCs to get in. And the professor says the reason she's doing that is because if the NDP become the... uh, the government of Ontario, and we get Angela Horvath as the premier of Ontario, now they're a legitimate, viable party. So in the future, that the liberals will always have to battle this NDP. So they'll always get their votes split, and they'll always have to battle up against another left-wing party, and they would rather throw this election to the right-wingers so that they can continue to kill the NDP off so that they can be a, so it's still basically a two-party system. And that, my friends, is what politics is all about. Fucking unscrupulous assholes. Do you hear? Like, I didn't really, you know, I could see that Kathleen Wynne was struggling with a lot of the things that she's done as premier. And, uh, I'm not saying I loved her, but I didn't hate her, but I hate her now. Oh, guys, that level of fucking corrupt bullshit. Just obviously you aren't in politics for the right reasons. You're not in politics for the people if because the NDP have close to your values and the PCs don't have your values at all. So if you thought, you know what's best for Canada is values like I hold, then you would want the NDP to win. But you don't. You want them dead so that next time around that you guys can get in. You just want to win. You just want your stuff. The the, the overall direction and, and welfare of Canada doesn't, and Ontario specifically, it doesn't matter to you, clearly. Or it doesn't matter to you enough that you're, you would rather give the election to your sworn enemy than to people who are just like you because it will get you and your party less stuff in the future. And that is fucking, oh, that is some kind of underhanded bullshit. Like, it makes me want to vote for you less. For, like, I, I can't imagine a time I, I will vote 
provincial liberals now, thinking that that is what you did. She's because for a while I was when when she came out and she said she was going to do that. She was she was saying, oh, I'm not going to win. So you guys should vote for as many liberals as possible. I'm like, that's a weird strategy. And then then when that fucking egghead explained it, I'm like, oh, you goddamn asshole. You would rather see us, the individuals of Canada, suffer. In your opinion, the PCs, of course, don't think we'd suffer. They think we'd flourish. But you hate them, and you hate their policies, and you, and you always say that, Canada, that the Ontario people would suffer under the Doug Ford regime. So you would rather us suffer than have somebody else get in that might be competition for you in the future. And that means go fuck yourself. You aren't in it for the right reasons. Not like Mark Bennett and his comedy. Look at me. I'm doing two podcasts a week to fucking nobody. All right? And I know there's a few of you listening, and I appreciate it. But what I'm saying is, I'm not getting money from this. I don't really plan to get money from this. I don't know if there's ever going to be a big audience. Sure, I'd welcome it. But I'm not I'm not fucking torpedoing other people's podcasts so that I have a better chance of getting listeners in the future. You know, I do comedy in the face of, of you know, friends of my wife becoming big shots at Tesla. Right? Think about that. Think about the sacrifices. I'm I'm making so many sacrifices. I'm making my wife make sacrifices. All right? Just because I believe that uh, comedy's important. I I believe it's nice to go out and have a laugh. I believe it's nice to connect with people. I believe it's nice to have subversive comedy about shit that, you know, you should be subversive about. You know, and technically what I just yelled about wasn't really comedy, but I did bring to light something. Maybe some of you haven't heard that. Maybe lots of you don't care, but the point is, guys, if you're listening in fucking Lithuania, it's always the same with these powerful fucking assholes. And not just the men, yeah, Me Too movements, all right? And not just the white men. This lady... All right, if you don't know, Kathleen Wynne's a lady and, and wait for it, she's a lesbian. All right? And she's still an underhanded prick. Just like that greasy-haired white CEO that you hate so much. Just like Bill Clinton and George Bush Jr. and Sr. and Barack Obama, and I know he's not white. But what I'm saying is, and hear, hear that, Barack Obama... I mean it. At some, on some level, and I'm not saying he's as bad as everybody. Sure, there's, there's, there's different degrees of asshole. But when these people are in positions that they're in, they are fucking assholes. And they're out for number one. Like this woman is crashing and burning, this Kathleen Wynne. She is not going to get elected. Nobody wants her anymore for anything. She's probably done with politics. And she's still thinking, yeah, but I'm going to fucking blow up that other party so that people that I know will get more things. It's just, oh, 
That's what politics is. You know? If people are trying to get the win. Ah, the win. Kathleen Wynn. I never even realized her. Should have saw that with her name, right? I'm Kathleen Wynn, and I'm in it to win it. Even if it means you fucking die in the streets. I don't give a shit. So that's it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I am uh, I'm baking back here in the uh, XC60 recording studio. So I'm going to go upstairs, crack a beer, watch the basketball game. You're like, hey, Merck, it's only 8.56. Why don't you go to the gym? Because the gym next to me is closed. It closes at 8 p.m. Stop judging me. So, guys... Go out there, have a take a trip, and then and then spend money on a few little things, you know. And also make ninety five thousand dollars a year. Follow my advice, and don't get too powerful, because the power corrupts. Maybe that's part of the ninety five thousand dollar, you know, makes you happy thing. Because when you start making like you know four hundred grand, five hundred grand, maybe you're becoming a powerful person, and then you start. Feeling that cunt come up into your throat, going, ah, I can feel it. Oh, I'm going to be such a cunt soon. Just, ah, give me the oil. Ah, I'm going to invade this country. Ah, fuck you. Right? This is the podcast. <laughs> I am leaving this time. I said, shut up. Good night. We'll check in with you again on Thursday. See ya.